0: Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect, a podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hello everyone! Are you ready for the solar eclipse coming this Saturday, October 14th? That's not a total eclipse like like everybody uh, went bonkers for back in 2017. Remember that? I do. My family watched the eclipse in Donkey Creek Park, downtown Gig Harbor. And I had my homemade eclipse viewer that I made with a cereal box. Good times. Well, this time it's a lesser phenomenon. It's called an annular eclipse where the moon passes between earth and the sun, but they don't perfectly line up. So it makes a, a ring of fire. Hello, One Hope Church and other podcast listeners. My name is Matt, and sorry if I confused you with the Bill Nye the Science Guy introduction today, but it actually does sort of relate to today's supplemental text to our uh, Romans sermon series. 2 uh, uh, Peter chapter 3, verses 3 through 9, uh, about the last days. Well, humans have long looked at the sky to try to predict the end of the world. Jesus himself said there would be signs in the sun, moon, and stars, right? It sits in the book of Luke. Medieval Christians thought um, that an eclipse was the fulfillment of prophecies in Jude and Revelation that said the sun would turn black and the moon would become like blood. And even uh, in 2017, there were some evangelical christians who thought the total eclipse might herald seven years of tribulation before the end of the world the other thing that tends to come out come out of the woodwork are scoffers people who ridicule the idea that jesus could return soon and some are scornful that he will return again ever that's true today and it was It was true in the early church. Here's what the Apostle Peter writes in the first part of today's text. I'm not gonna read it all right now. Above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming, he promised. Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. Now keep in mind that many of the early Christians of Peter and Paul's time expected that Jesus would return in their lifetimes. So they were eager and maybe a little impatient for that to happen. Well, what about now? What about us? 2,000 years passed between Abraham and Jesus and and another 2,000 years have passed from Jesus till, till today. Time just seems to stretch on and on. And history seems to repeat itself, doesn't it? So, yeah, it's challenging to go about our lives with an imminent sense of the Lord's return like the apostles did. We may not scoff outwardly, but inwardly, we make plans and hopes and dreams as if this planet will keep spinning around the sun forever. Last week, Mia did a podcast that was uh, also based on one of the, the uh, chapters in the book of, of Peter, and it was, it was in a chapter where he also spoke about the end times. And I like what Mia said about living with a sense of urgency and following the playback, playbook of Jesus. Here's a question, though. Does God feel urgency? I don't think so. I really don't. God doesn't wear an Apple Watch. He he is not subservient to time. He is outside of time. Here's what it says uh, in verse 8 today. Do not forget this one thing. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. And then, this is the best part, verse 9. bold it and underline it if you need to. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. To me, this sounds like Peter's riff on John 3.16, right? God wants everyone to believe, not perish, have eternal life. His delay in his second coming, it's, it's really a gift. It's a, it's a tremendous mercy. And this isn't just a Jesus thing either because God has been infinitely patient with his people dating back to the patriarchs and the wilderness wanderings, really the entirety of the Old Testament. In uh, Ezekiel 18, verse 23, the Lord God declares, do I have any pleasure in the death of the wicked? Rather that he would turn from his ways and live. So no, no. God doesn't take pleasure in the death of anyone, not even the wicked, not King Herod, not Hitler, not Osama bin Laden, but he does delight. He delights in communion with his creation. He longs to walk in the garden again with his people, with men and women, just not yet, not now. I really like... um, the translation of 2 Peter 3 verse 9 in the message translation. It says, God is restraining himself on account of you, restraining himself, holding back the end because he doesn't want anyone lost. So the name of this podcast series is Why Did Pat Pick That?, Pat Lelvis chose this text from 2 Peter to go along with this week's scripture in our sermon series on Romans, the first half of chapter 2. And look, this is is a tough, tough stretch of Romans, really. It has been for the last two weeks. It's loaded with wrath and judgment, and it turns the mirror on us to show, show us our stubborn and unrepentant hearts. Like pastor peter said in a sermon sunday i'm dysfunctional and you're dysfunctional but in the middle of this verse it it, it reminds us about three of god's most wonderful qualities uh, the verse is romans uh, chapter two verse four and in it paul refers to the riches of god's kindness forbearance and you guessed it patience We often show contempt to these riches, but they are stronger than our contempt. These, you might recognize as fruits of the Spirit, he wants us to imitate. But more than that, his kindness and patience are intended to lead hardened hearts and even scoffers to repentance. Paul knew that, Peter knew that, and Pat knew that. Personally, I think this is a love note from Pat, a valentine in the midst of some hard, hard readings over the last two weeks. Pat had a missionary heart, and, and you know, there's no question she had an urgency about that work, but she also wanted us never to forget about God's kindness and patience. Nothing can eclipse those things, not even the sun turning black or the moon turning to blood. Let's pray. Lord, these are hard passages we've been studying the last few weeks in Romans. Hard passages in the supplemental text, too. Fire and judgment and destruction, they're not fun, but they are real. But we praise you that you are, above all, a God of kindness and patience and restraint. We are always on the clock. You never are. Give us wisdom, Lord, as we try to know you and love you and imitate you a little more each day. Amen.